you know, our goal was to establish a science-backed, innovative platform that would really begin to change that dynamic and understanding of what is beauty and what is skin health. So that is, that's the crux of what we try to do. And we focus on starting to understand and target cellular metabolism in the skin. That is our goal. So to take things that we know that's vetted in science, then vetted in clinical medicine uh, as things that can promote overall cellular metabolism and health to then build around this, this plas- this you know comprehensive platform of things that we've just known for decades about the skin and how the skin heals and bring that to you know any individual who wants to take science and bring it into their own lives. Welcome to the Glam and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Takara Suet, head of partnerships at Wavebreak. On this show, we talk with leaders of beauty, fashion, and lifestyle brands. We dive into their stories, lessons learned, and perspectives on how the industry is ever evolving. Subscribe and join us each week as we glam and grow. This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call. Joining me today on Glam and Grow is Dr. Serena Elmira, scientific co-founder of Aramore. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat with you. Um, But before we dive into the brand, tell me a little bit about your background and your background in in science. Sure. So I am a board-certified dermatologist. I've been in practice, um, you know, from my kind of training on for the, the last 15 years. I specialize in really, I do general dermatology and I also specialize in, you know, a wide variety of kind of allergic and even sensory disorders. So that's kind of my clinical hat. I'm also a molecular and cellularly trained neuroscientist, PhD trained neuroscientist, and so have done basic as well as translational uh, skin neuroscience for years. What does that mean? For anyone listening who doesn't know more myself, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it means that I have used cellular and tissue models as well as animal models and in even humanoid models to really study how nerves in the skin function in relation to the other cell types to bring about normal skin processes and health in the skin, but also uh, dysfunction and various you know, diseases of the skin and disorders of the skin. So that's where I have, you know, where I think my formal hats (laughs) as being a clinician scientist, but I am also involved in, you know, the development of newer agents on the landscape of dermatology for, you know, again, management of various skin conditions. Is that always what you wanted to do or, or how did you get into this field? Oh, not at all. Um, You know, I would say that I knew from a very young age that I actually wanted to be a doctor. Both of my parents are in medicine and in science. My mom is a PhD biochemist. My dad is an wow. MD oncologist. They're both with, they, they co-ran a lab together for years and have really been 
influential, not only, you know, in their own fields, but also just in my kind of passion and love for, for science and for medicine. So, you know, my journey began wanting to be a doctor. And actually at the time I wanted to be a, a neurosurgeon. Uh, and then as I entered med school, I really started to navigate what would, I think, bring the most value to me, but also where I would bring the most value to my patients. And I wanted a field that would allow me to be really diverse in my activities. And dermatology kind of hit me out of nowhere. I mean, I, I don't, I, many people actually plot <laughs> their whole path of dermatology, even starting at like middle school. And I will say that is because it's a highly competitive field uh, to, to get into, but that was not the case for me. I found my love for dermatology very, very late into my, my medical school training just fascinated actually by the cadre of diseases people have. And then really this just unbelievable impact of your skin's well-being on your own physical and mental health. And that was something that, again, as a student of neuroscience, because I did my PhD in neuroscience at the same time, thinking that I would go into a neuro field, um, I just realized how amazing the skin was as an organ that would allow me to study nerves. But even as I said, on the larger scale, like thinking about how the skin is just a reflection and this amazing barrier, you know, that influences so much of your health and your mental health as well. So that really intrigued me. And I think that's where my journey, you know, my journey really began with, with becoming a dermatologist and then figuring out a way to really utilize and study neuroscience. Yeah. That's so interesting. I don't think people would really necessarily correlate like nerves and neuroscience with with skin, but I, I think that's really no, they never do, right? But it's your largest sensory organ, <laughs> right? I mean, you interpret the world through your senses, and it's not just your vision, right? Think about how much taste and pressure and light touch and all those things. We could talk about that for days, but but the the again, the concept was just that it was it, to me, it was like this, you know, gift of there's an area where we can explore so many things nobody thinks about it yet it influences everything you do so I, I really liked that idea of being kind of on the frontier uh, of things and and I would say that that also is one of the probably just consistent you know inspiration points for me even in joining this journey that we'll talk about today which was the development of Aramore yeah, that's so interesting. And then you talk about mental health. Talk to me a little bit more about like what you've experienced and and helping patients really feel, you know, the best that they can about themselves and how important their skin is for, you know, their self-esteem or however however else they're feeling. Right. Oh, I mean that's a I mean that's a whole podcast in and of itself. But what I will say is that, you know, it's it's pretty obvious, I think, to many people that how you look or your appearance can obviously influence or impact your mental health, right? And that to me is the tiniest part of actually how your skin influences your old health. Like when you think about it, right? Your skin influences your vitamin D levels. It actually can influence your pain thresholds. It can influence wow. you know, your inflammatory, you know, just your overall inflammatory activity. You know, there are conditions like psoriasis where we know that if you have uncontrolled psoriasis or inflammation in your skin, that increases your risk of cardiac morbidity and mortality. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, and people don't really think about that, but it certainly is, 
you know, a very critical point because your skin is, you know, embedded with this, obviously this amazing nervous system that influences kind of the sensory component, but it also is embedded with this elaborate immune system that helps your body interpret the world to know when it has to be active or when it can kind of lie low and that can influence other systems. So, you know, we think about all of those things, but they influence your overall well-being. And when you don't feel well, right? Um, you often don't function well, and that affects your your well-being. So there are there are these very obvious ways of, oh gosh, I've broken out in pimples, right? I'm feeling more stressed out. But stress can manifest in your skin in other ways. And it's usually a reflection of also of stress internally. So I, you know, I I love the role that skin plays in all of this and the fact that we're just discovering more and more and the diver the deeper we dive the more we realize how fascinating it is and and you haven't even gotten me started right on the connection between the skin the gut the lungs like all the different epithelial or interface you know the barriers that help your body interact with the world uh again that's something that influenced us in Aramore which we'll probably touch on later oh yeah definitely yeah it's 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 a fascinating topic um I'm curious in your expertise, just because I, I I think a lot of people wonder about this, like what percentage or or however you want to explain it, I guess you could say, would you say genetics versus environmental factors versus lifestyle, like influence a healthier skin? Because I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people feel like they eat super healthy. They live a really clean life and they, you know, suffer from severe acne, whether they're, you know, older or younger or various parts of their body. Like what factors would you say play in beyond the obvious? Well, I definitely think they're all related and there is absolutely no doubt with really any organ system, but certainly with your skin, that there is a nature and nurture component. Uh, the, you know, it's hard to break it down into percentages, but as you mentioned, you can take somebody who is in every other capacity, completely healthy, um, in their life and still have certain genetic defects that don't allow their skin to repair well, right? And they will therefore suffer, uh, you know, from having more problems with scarring or with sometimes even kind of inflammatory disease, no matter how clean they are. Vice versa, you can have somebody who, quite frankly, <laughs> you know, actually has perfect genetics, but then chooses to smoke, you know, or eat unhealthfully, you know, have, you know, high levels of, of sugar and fats and, uh, you know, even just preservatives, which is something that, you know, we can touch on, uh, as well as, you know, lots of UV or sun exposure, not protecting themselves from that, that can influence, uh, how their otherwise very, you know, stably healthful skin would be able to interact with the world. So it, it, you know, it, it's, you know, we, and we always think, and I always think of, you know, your skin is part of just this comprehensive system and any number of factors can perturb, can perturb that. But I would say for most people, it's probably, you know, 30, 30, 30, unless it's a very distinct, you know, genetic disorder, which can, I think then wreak a little bit more havoc. Yeah, except for those people who are fortunate enough to, you know, be super unhealthy, drink excessively, never wash their face, and they still have perfect skin. You know, <laughs> healthy. So this is another difference. Or skin. Some people will have reasonably healthy looking skin, but you adopt a lifestyle like that, and no matter what, when you look at them over the decades, you will see that they will that they will age eventually, at a much yeah, greater rate. 
So you compare them at 40 to their other more healthful, uh, I think, adopting colleagues and or peers, and you will see that you'll you'll see the wear and tear on the skin, whether it's a little bit more blood vessels, a little bit more wrinkling, their skin may look a little more sallow because you're also affecting your internal organs, you're affecting your gut and your liver, and that can influence your overall health. And so it's... It, it, it may not be apparent at first glance, but you will notice those differences. It's actually very hard to escape that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it would be one, one in a billion that escapes. Um, so let's talk about the brand. Let's talk about Aramore. Um, talk to me about when Stephen Kennedy Smith approached you. And I'm curious, did it ever cross your mind maybe at some point to to start a brand or, or be an, an integral part of building a brand? So I jokingly say yes. When I decided to go into Durham, I Again, I was either thinking I was going to be a neuro, like neurologist or a neuro oncologist, something kind of very serious, like not the serious, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very different field, and yeah. so when I decided and I kind of developed this love of dermatology. I, I, I used to joke that I would start a brand. <laughs> this was like, you know, 20, 20 years ago. I, I used to joke that that would be my ultimate, my end goal. When in reality, no, I never thought I would, you know, start a brand. I really imagined myself being in a lab, studying molecules and potentially making, you know, an influencing drug development, which is something that I still, you know, enjoy, um, playing a part in, you know, or playing a role in, but I, I never really thought of myself as developing a brand per se. That being said, I recognized from a very, very early stage in my dermatology, you know, career that there is a real divide between dermatology, science, and beauty. And it's not to say that either one is wrong, but if you're a as an individual who is dedicated to really improving, you know, skin health, people's lives, focusing, you know, on what really makes your skin function better to make you healthier, happier, and more beautiful, right? More radiant, healthful, then, you know, something really would need to change. So I will say that when Stephen first reached out to me, I was actually presenting at a healthcare, like healthcare advising conference, um, the Cowan conference, now they're TD Cowan, where you're talking most to healthcare investors, and you're talking about your predictions for the development of, of different drugs in the field uh, in dermatology. And they do it for multiple other, you know, all fields of medicine, but I was on the dermatology panel. And when I was asked, uh, you know, one of the final questions was, where do you think the, the, the direction of dermatology is going to go? What's going to change soon? And as I told you, I'm a, I'm a sensory or neurosensory expert. So I said, well, Chronic itching, which is possibly the most people don't recognize this as a problem because if they don't suffer from it, they don't think about it. Can but you it, explain? Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Because I haven't. Sure, heard. Like people have chronic itch disorders. They 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 will just sit there and feel really itchy in a localized area. Oh my or gosh, that must drive out, them crazy. Their back or their okay. arms. Or they'll have it widespread or generalized, and it can be because of inflammation, it can be because of degradation or connective tissue diseases, right? Like their 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 joints and their skin and other organs are affected, but it can make them itchy. And then there there are neurosensory disorders where the nerve themselves, you know, the nerves themselves dysfunction or they're damaged, and they lead to this chronic nagging itch. 
And it's horrific. And there are more people who are affected by itch in their lives. When you think everybody's affected by itch itself. Now I'm like, am I itching? <laughs> yeah. Well, most people actually start to scratch. Yeah. Okay. Okay then. <laughs> but I will say that there are more people affected by itch than there are if you had all the skin cancers together, wow. right? Who you you add, you know, eczema patients, right? Which is, you know, several, you know, hundred million patients. You, you, you know, you add psoriasis, all these skin diseases and chronic itch because it's actually a part of all of those diseases plus nerve related conditions just swamps out everything. So I made a comment at this conference about the rise of the appreciation and role of the nervous system and skin disease. And I said, you know, my my three to five year vision is maybe there would be new drugs for itching, which there are, by the way. So if anyone's interested in that, certainly reach out to me. Um, but there, you know, I, I I made a comment that I predicted the role of the nervous system and understanding it and targeting it for the sake of many skin diseases would probably start to, you know, be on the rise, maybe over the next five to 10 years. And Stephen, who is, um, you know, a, a, a member of kind of the Kennedy family organization, they support a lot of healthcare goals, they're interested in mental health and, and neuro well-being in general, both from a mental and from a kind of more pathologic disease state. Um, that he, you know, he ended up approaching me and saying, you know, I was just really interested in what you were talking about. And we started to engage really around that aspect. And then at the end of this long conversation, I mean, we met, we met in a coffee shop um, for like an hour or two, just talking about skin and organ systems. And for me, it was wonderful. I just love to, to uh, you know, wax on about those. And, and he said, well, do you ever think that you would want to be part of a, you know, a a group or you know a company that would really try to change the game in beauty and i actually told him no <laughs> i said i think beauty is incredibly important and i do actually think we're doing it wrong but that's not that is not the hat that i wear right i'm a neuroscientist i'm a dermatologist <laughs> and i'm going to focus on those things and um, I gave him the names of several colleagues that I thought would be helpful in, you know, helping him achieve his goal. And he came back to me after a year and said, are you sure you're not interested? Wow. A full year later. Uh, yeah, it was about a year later. It was maybe 2019, I think. And um, I actually think if I'm remembering correctly, I think I, 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 kind of paused and pivoted a little bit, but I, my interest was actually peaked. So this was definitely before the pandemic um, began. And, you know, he said, listen, I talked to all of those people and I still think that your skepticism and your cynicism really about the beauty industry with your background, right, in, in kind of molecular and cellular you know, skin biology, your, you know, the, the, the integrity, I mean, it's very complimentary, but the integrity. Well, that also you, saying no, probably didn't hurt. He wanted you more. Well, <laughs> it's I'm like, just, I'm coming back. Yeah, exactly. Your, you know, your passion for this, this area, would it be something you would consider? And I, I kind of just said right then and there, if I'm going to be involved in anything, it has to be something where it's really science-based we not only start with the science and the clinical, you know, rationale, but we need to be holistic and comprehensive in our approach. And we need to be able to prove what a lot of beauty companies don't do, 
But we need to be able to prove that whatever we are providing to people works. Remember, I'm, you know, I get involved in not just, you know, I manage patients with medications, but I'm also, you know, trying to help influence the sphere of what medications are available for skin disease. So I can't separate that from the, the, the way I operate. And so, you know, Stephen was very encouraging. Um, and, and, and again, I, I, I have consulted over the years from many, you know, various cosmetic companies as well as far, you know, pharma companies. And there is a very different mindset. Like, what do we need to prove? How can we, let's anticipate where every single thing can go wrong and try to get around that so that we can address it and just make this blockbuster drug versus, you know, you know, how do we just get the marketing out there and 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 just get a product that will sell? And so we at Aramore have actually, and this is kind of what Stephen said to me at that very early moment, we will actually take a more pharma-like approach to incorporate all of those things. Let's prove that this works and actually makes people's skin healthier. That is where the conversation needs to go in beauty. And that, as you, you know, as I've told you, really resonated with me. Yeah, I bet. I have a few follow-up questions to a few of those things. Just in your expertise in, in this space, I, I have to ask, like in terms of developing psoriasis or eczema, because it seems so common nowadays, is that also genetic or is there anything one can do to prevent, you know, perhaps developing these, these conditions? Oh, I mean, that's a great question. So a lot of it is genetics. We know it, but it's it's really kind of multi-genetic, um, polygenetic, if you will, meaning that there are m- many different genes that can influence the predisposition for an individual to develop you know, numerous skin conditions, not just psoriasis or atopic dermatitis, which is eczema, which you'll hear about, but there are absolutely environmental, you know, and just even physical uh, stressors that can bring out the severity or the manifestation of these diseases. You know, stress, we, it's that hand-waving term. Like what does stress even mean? It's not just a cortisol. Yeah. What does it mean to you? I'm curious. Spiking your well, cortisol I mean, a, you know, or what does it mean? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there, there are clinical definitions of increased, you know, cortisol that leads to, you know, a kind of more impact on your, your cardiovascular system, on your sleep behavior. You know, it can really start to tread a line into, to even like, you know, mental health. It can, and it can have all those different dimensions, but we define it in kind of a biologic way that is often associated with, um, with, with cortisol and inflammatory markers, you know, this, this unbridled inflammation in your system. However, I do think stress is far more complicated than that. And actually the hand-waving concept of stress to me still makes a little bit more, you know, more sense because stress can be posed in many different um, good and negative ways. You know, when you're thinking scientifically, sometimes it's stressors that actually make your skin invoke a healing pattern. So in the skin, you know, actually, this is one of my favorite examples. When you're thinking about what are effective strategies to allow your skin to function healthfully, right? And there have been many innovations where, you know, for all the the creams and the, you know, facelifts and things that people had done for, for years, you're basically taking your existing skin and kind of covering up 
whatever it is that you know you don't like or stretching it out so it looks smoother but the things that really impact and have like a slightly longer you know impact on how the skin functions and looks are are micro injury techniques right so things like laser right you know even chemical peels topical retinoids which cause the the skin to to exfoliate a little bit uh they actually ask of the skin to heal itself. And when you do that, your body naturally regulates. So that's a stressor, but it's one that allows your body to use all the different molecules, ones we probably haven't even discovered or at least understand the role of, you know, in stress or wound healing or any type of healing. It doesn't even have to be a true wound uh, that allow your skin to, to kind of reinstate a more healthful or youthful uh state. And that, I would say that that is something that, again, even at Aramore, we've tried to incorporate that concept into the things that we are doing and really our platform for innovation as well. Yeah. So, so, you know, when you're talking about stressors, stress is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, going through a bad relationship, while as awful as that is, often causes, you know, tremendous growth for an individual. And so I think the same is true of biologic, you know, even on the cellular levels, like cellular stress, it influences the cellular metabolism. Uh, and so that, again, is kind of central to what we're, we're doing. But, you know, your question about can you bring these things out with other, you know, behavioral patterns or, uh, or disease? Can you bring out disease in the setting of other behavioral patterns or things we do? Certainly we know that, you know, our diet generally influences our, our overall health, but there is a real connection between the gut and the skin, uh, and, you know, the microbiome and again, a whole other podcast, I'm sure, but that will one that is inescapable, I would say, to influence the balance of where stress is in, you know, certainly in terms of, of skin and how your skin, you know, interacts with the environment. So for particular, you know, with patients who have eczema, atopic dermatitis, they will flare, um, you know, with, you know, even if they're sometimes just in a, you know, a smoky environment or a polluted environment, it's not good for anybody, right? But, but, but an eczema patient will suffer much, you know, more severely than someone who doesn't already have potentially like a barrier defect or a neural defect. So I, I would say that, you know, there's no doubt that what we put in our bodies and what we expose our bodies to both, you know, stress-wise, but even just kind of environmentally plays a huge role in the, the health of our skin with respect to any disease or just in general. This episode of Glam and Grow is sponsored by AdNabu, the only app you need for advertising your Shopify store. If you're looking for affordable ways to reach new customers, AdNabu could be the solution you're looking for. AdNabu offers the convenience of managing shopping ads across various online platforms like Google Shopping, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and more with a single app. What sets AdNabu apart? It's innovative AI technology. It optimizes your product listings to generate more sales for your store. Powered by the same language models fueling chat GPT, its AI tech generates the best strategy for each marketplace in real time. 
saving merchants the hassle of hiring experts and giving them more time to focus on growing their businesses. As a listener of Glam and Grow, you can enjoy an exclusive offer. Adnabu offers a 20% discount on all their paid plans with the code Glam and Grow 20. To learn more about how Adnabu can work for your brand and to learn more about this exclusive offer, visit www.adnabu.com slash Glam and Grow. Now back to this episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Are, you mentioned like, you know, doing like peels or lasers. Are you an advocate for doing sort of those sort of uh, stressor inducing services, like in conjunction with a really phenomenal skincare routine? Oh, absolutely. You know, again, I think that there are the things over the years that I have seen be the most impactful are these interventions that will periodically positively stress the skin recruit a healing, natural healing response, and then couple that with other maintenance factors that, again, support and nurture really the nutrition, if you will, of and the architecture, because there's, there's both an argument for structure and for function when you're thinking about the skin, but they're obviously integrated. And uh, you know, if you if you just do lasers or chemical peels or other, you know, micro needling, I don't think you get nearly the benefit than when you also have like a maintenance phase where you're trying to support that that healing um, of your skin and the maintenance of your skin. So definitely something to keep in mind and vice versa. I think, you know, just having a skincare regimen for most people is something that is important. And it, it and it really can make a huge difference in your skin, but the periodic procedure, no doubt, if you're if you're really trying to pursue that more youthful, radiant skin, I think most people find it very, very helpful. Yeah. You mentioned there's this vast divide between beauty and and derm. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about that and and how can a customer educate themselves to sort of recognize like the difference in a, a skincare brand if, you know, unfortunately they don't listen to a podcast like this where they really get to understand like the brand and the science behind it. Like how can they understand this differential between like beauty skincare and derm skincare? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, in dermatology, we are very focused. I mean, there are cosmetic dermatologists who focus purely, you know, on beauty and aesthetics. Uh, I still think, you know, to give kind of due credit to my colleagues in, in the cosmetic world, it is, it, it, it always to some extent, to, to optimize beauty, right? Somebody's beauty goals. Like they have to have a good substrate. Like you always encourage them to, again, you know, improve whatever, you know, nutrition you're feeding your skin. So whether that's again in your diet, but also just, you know, topically, like we always kind of emphasize that making sure you wear sunscreen and really protecting yourself, all those things, but within medical dermatology, uh, and even surgical dermatology, the goal really is to, to treat skin disorders and skin disease. So there is, there is a divide there, but the one thing I will say is again, I have, you know, for a while I was I was practicing at Mass General Hospital in Boston, and I would say, you know, I had you know, some of my patients would wait even a year to two years to, which is, you know, unfathomable, <laughs> but to, to see me because they would have, you know, these really seemingly esoteric skin diseases that other people couldn't figure out where they were plagued by itch or, or, or allergic diseases, and they were so desperate, but the interest, you know, to feel better, and that was, you know, it always it always shocked me 
that when they first came to see me, they would, we'd spend so much time and effort trying to help their skin disease or disturbance so that they could really feel better. But almost without fail, as patients were starting to feel better, they would start to, as they leave the door, they'd walk out, they'd say, oh, you know, doc, what, what do you think I should put on my face so I can look younger? Or like I have a spot I just don't like, you know, or why does my skin look like just like, you can just tell I look older or how come I get cuts or bruises and they don't heal well? What can I do? And there was always this merge into, you know, a question that was a little bit more aesthetic or beauty oriented. And so I started to just say, whenever I'd give talks, you know, every person who comes to the dermatologist will, you know, say, First, make me feel better, but then, then, then make me look better. <laughs> like, well, that's I never that people's priority is how they feel. I would actually think it would be the opposite. <laughs> well, if you're healthy, when when your when your skin is otherwise healthy, it usually is, right? You say, "Oh, let me let me beautify," and then, "Oh, if there's this, I'll take care of it." You know, but when you're when you're really struggling with a lot of skin diseases, it's it's so much less about the appearance and more about the burden of that disease in so many other ways. So what I what I will say, however, going back to that idea is that most of dermatology is not about beauty. It is about skin health. And that's where I think we have to align our industries, you know, of you know, while we may still be managing as dermatologists medical conditions that affect the skin and or other organs in conjunction with that, we still need to understand that for every person walking on this earth, right, from the day you were born till the day that you stop, um, you you really need or would benefit, let's put it that way, you would really benefit from focusing on your overall kind of systemic health and your and your skin health, because it, it really does improve quality of life. And we see that with countless skin disorders, but even with cosmetic conditions where people, as we said, just feel better. Um, and I say feel in a very comprehensive way. Again, you know, with that idea that when your skin functions better, actually your sensory organs are, are you know, your nervous system is, is you know, reinforcing kind of happy hormones right? and happy neurotransmitters. Yeah, that, so that, that makes so much thing. sense. Yeah. Um, let's dive deeper into the brand. So what was the initial concept, would you say, for the brand? And how is Aramore different from, you know, potentially some of the other skincare products on the market? You know... <laughs> There are so many ways I think that Aramore stands out and it's, you know, which were kind of the reason why I have continued to give, you know, my energy and my passion to this, um, to this formulation, but also to, you know, this, our core group of co-founders in the, the company itself. So, you know, the initial idea with Aramore was again, to bring real science and medicine. So this is where I really want to emphasize the fact that we're not just, you know, taking a, oh, this molecule in a, you know, in a Petri dish or a skin sample was able to, you know, reduce all inflammation or make all the fibroblasts or the wrinkles kind of what would, you know, maybe be in, involved in a wrinkle. It, you know, this causes collagen levels to go way up, right? Like that's what you'll see in a lot of, of skincare companies. What they do is they'll take one molecule or maybe two or three, throw them together, and they don't really bet how they work together. They don't really really vet what the clinical impact is in an objective way, as opposed to a subjective way. Uh, and both, quite frankly, are important. But, you know, our goal was to establish a science-backed 
innovative platform that would really begin to change that dynamic and understanding of what is beauty and what is skin health. So that is, that's the crux of what we try to do. And we focus on starting to understand and target cellular metabolism in the skin. That is our goal. So to take things that we know that's vetted in science, then vetted in clinical medicine uh, as things that can promote overall cellular metabolism and health to then build around this, this this, you know, comprehensive platform of things that we've just known for decades about the skin and how the skin heals and bring that to, you know, any individual who wants to take science and bring it into their own lives. And then the one thing that I will say that is actually really critical to me, that is very, it's, it's, it's a principle that is interwoven into every single thing that we do is that we also want to have the, you know, we want to take an approach that is kind of the least toxic, the least prone to developing allergy. Remember, I'm a, you know, I focus on itching and an allergic disorder. So, uh, you know, things, my whole family is like riddled with allergic skin disease. And so, so, you know, I want to be able to say to my, you know, to, to, to my colleagues and my friends and just users of these products, like we have thoughtfully designed every aspect. So this is less, you know, likely to be, you know, to, to have allergens, to have toxins, to have things that could actually harm you in the long run. So everything's really have, you know, really has to be vetted. And then the other, you know, thing is that we, we really do care about nature, not just our bodies and nature, you know, and our nature, but really the nature around us. So we're not just nature inspired. We really want to give back in terms of, you know, just our our packaging and, and, you know, our resourcing uh, of the ingredients that go into our products. So I know that's a lot, but, but it's so hard to take any one of those things away from Aramore because it is who and what we are. Yeah. Can you please explain uh, what future proofing your skin means and how Aramore utilizes longevity science? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And sorry, how do you pronounce it? NAD plus research? Yeah. Or, okay. It's nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. NAD plus. Oh, I'm is so like, glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, going to be able to repeat that. You know, I, I think of it as a NAD plus as a, you know, this little energy shuttle bus, right. Or taxi cab that helps move, um, you know, electrons around in the different cellular pathway or, you know, kind of metabolic pathways, uh, that are happening in every individual cell, right? So not just your skin cells, but also in your muscles and also in really every cell of your body. You need energy packets to be able to promote cellular function. And NAD really helps with that. And we know that NAD declines as we age. And the decline in NAD compromises cellular uh, function and activity. And when your cells, any one of them, every single cell in your body has an important role. And when you're thinking about your skin, every cell, whether it's the keratinocyte, which is the top, you know, the, the top skin cells that you see, or the fibroblasts underneath, which promote the, you know, and develop and produce the collagen uh, that give the firmness to your skin or the elastin that makes the, you know, your skin a little bit more elastic and, and kind of supple. Those are every, every one of those cells is using NAD to help support their function. So when, when I talk about cellular metabolism, we are, you know, our line is focused around providing NAD 
in a utilizable way to each individual cell, but really to that enzymatic pathway. And so building around that, this idea of longevity science focuses on actually eradicating the notion of anti-aging. You know, anti-aging really focuses on fighting natural processes. And it just doesn't make sense, right? You want to age healthfully. You want to age gracefully. You know, that was a term that was on the commercials when I was younger. <laughs> I remember that age gracefully. And, you know, you know, you're young and your skin's perfectly supple and you're like, what's that? But I, I will say that it is, it resonates more with me now because just as we talked about, you know, giving yourself, like just starting, you know, the example is like, basically initiating an exercise regimen for yourself. It doesn't always feel good, <laughs> you know, but the more you commit to it and the more you maintain your muscular health, right? The better toned, feeling, strong, resilient, you know, well-balanced your body feels because it has this broader impact actually on cellular metabolism. And NAD actually, by the way, plays a part in that. So when we're thinking about stressing the skin or all these natural things that will aid your skin, like UV, uh, you know, the, the toxins that we ingest that will manifest then in our skin, um, if you smoke, all of those things, you know, you are just accelerating your aging, right? But when even when you're healthy, like you're not you're never going to be able to completely reverse aging. You can you can very much slow it down and support it so that you can improve that cellular function. And again, that is really what we're trying to do. So when we're future-proofing your skin, you are essentially trying to take in so we you know we actually have a supplement as well uh as you know so in kind of in internal support system, as well as a, a topical formulation that really helps bolster how your skin ages so that you maintain that youthful glow that you had when you were 20 and 25 and even 17. Because by the time you're 25, actually, there's a lot of damage that's already there. And <laughs> I know, which is really scary, but take 25 now. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think it's that concept of utilizing what we know to help your skin age in a, we'll say, kind of metabolically protected way so that you are, you know, suffering less from the impact of aging. Does that make sense? If you listen to this podcast, you likely know that Shopify is the go-to e-commerce platform, helping millions sell to billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing in person at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. <laughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. With Shopify POS, you can take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. The best part? With Shopify POS, effortlessly unite your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash glam, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash glam to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash G-L-A-M. Now back to this episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You mentioned the supplement. So I'm curious, how do you think it's beneficial for someone to have sort of this 360 degree approach when it comes to skincare and, and what what are the effects of, you know, if someone were to, to add the supplement to their, their regimen, what are the benefits of it? Yeah. So, you know, supplement, I, I will say, so I, I, you know, maybe at some point you'll, you know, everyone will have the opportunity to learn from one of our co-founders, Diana Seville. She was, she is a, the head of um, our research team at Aramore and is uh, just a, a brilliant mind in her own respect and her, in her endeavors. Uh, with her company, um, her nonprofit called Brain Mind. Again, there's a neuroscience connection to, to most of us. <laughs> but uh, Diana um, helped write the food guidelines for the Obama White House. And she has been very focused in her own life and in her, her other kind of academic and professional ventures at looking at um, the role of nutrition, you know, in our bodies. Now, when you look at, you know, if you ask most dermatologists, does diet influence your skin? There are many people who will say no. And and I think that is a point of frustration for most patients that we have is that they say, well, should I eat something differently? And should I, will this make a difference in my rash or my um, acne or whatever it is, right? And beyond just saying, have a well-balanced diet, people usually will say, will say no. And, And what we should be saying is we don't know how yet, but there is no doubt. We know that when people have vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, you know, they bleed more, they have, they have, you know, less robust connective tissue, uh, that if you are deficient in, um, you know, protein, right? You'll, you'll increase, you'll have more hair loss. You'll have other, you know, issues in terms of even just like swelling in your skin. And that again, goes to this comp, this idea of comprehensive health and why we have a supplement because, you know, your, your, your liver, your gut health, all of that influences your, your skin. And so I will say that the reason we should say we don't know is because the studies were never really designed Perfectly. Now, that's there are a few exceptions. We know there are certain, you know, diseases where if you have gluten or you have dairy or whatever, it can have an influence. But for the overall impact on, you know, how does my skin look, or will this, will I be less likely to get this rash? We just, we just don't have that data. And doctors, you know, we as physicians are trained to really counsel patients on what data is out there. But if the studies are garbage, then our answers are garbage. And so I, I always say this, you know, take it with a grain of salt because. It is to me a true no-brainer, right? That you can't have functionally, structurally healthy skin if you do not have a well-balanced diet. Yeah, that doesn't seem logical at at all. Yeah. And so when you were thinking about trying to help support, again, cellular metabolism to produce, you know, to, to, to be able to have an impact on the skin, we at Aramore decided that in addition to our topical, which is the easiest way, right, to access the skin from the outside in, if you can penetrate it, which is a whole other ballgame, that you also need to support the fibroblasts, the blood vessels, the keratinocytes, those, you know, epidermal cells, your immune system, um, you know, your, your even your nervous system, you know, health in your skin. And so we we, just as we did with the topical formulation and looked at pretty much every 
medical database, including traditional Chinese medicine, by the way, and the Ayurvedic traditions, um, databases that looked at what studies were done that showed an actual clinical impact. So not just in a dish, right? Not just in a mouse um, or an animal model, but things that had an impact in a clinical trial that could influence your actual skin over time. And so Diana Seville really led that with her team to developing that supplement. So we all met as a team, but they really focused and, and, you know, tried to dive really deeply into ways that we could, again, support, you know, all the different systems that go into making your skin appear healthy and, um, and feel healthy. Right. Yeah. That's super interesting. I'm curious, what was your favorite product to develop and what would you say the brand's hero product is? Oh, it's so hard because I love it all. <laughs> and I'm actually really sincere okay. about that. I will say my favorite, my favorite product to develop was probably the retinol peptide booster, which is also my favorite one to use because as a dermatologist, I am I am a fan of retinols. I think they do amazing things, but I think they they often will, you know, in most of the cosmetic companies, they're either in such low uh, concentrations or in formulations that are really not conducing, conducive to optimizing skin benefit. Whereas when you take the, the more pharmacologic or, you know, prescription level, you know, topical retinoids, they are often, um, a little, you know, a little bit harsh, but they are, you know, very effective, but then they don't have other supplements or things because they're simply just targeting, you know, one, you know, one aspect, like just acne or something along those lines. So I, I will say, that being able to take a, a retinol, allow it to be potent. Cause I even told Steven, when we started this, I said, I won't make anything that I don't think works and that I won't use myself. So if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to educate people, which is also something we feel very passionate about, uh, you know, educate our users about why it's worth using this. And we also, you know, I, I, one of our other co-founders, Brad Pentelute is a world-class, you know, um, he's an MIT uh, professor who is a peptide chemist and really just unbelievably talented. And so we had kind of at our disposal, like, let's re-examine the peptides that are used in, you know, in skincare. What are the ones that have the most evidence? How, as we go into our own innovation platform, can we improve on those to not just work on, you know, what everybody else is already targeting, but to really extend that conversation. So we began to explore that and then, you know, also investigate the the additional supplements that would work along with that. And one thing, you know, I will say is that the whole line is meant to work with your circadian rhythm because your skin actually does have a circadian rhythm. And the most active renewal phase is actually at night. Um, Maybe that doesn't surprise people when you put it in that response, but your skin really comes alive at night. We always say that internally. And so learning how to support that and then the internal organ systems that, you know, play a role in that, like your liver and like your brain. I mean, you have a ton of melatonin in your skin, um, not just, you know, in your, in your brain. So, it's uh, something that is really important to to recognize. And so we take that into account with our nighttime, um, you know, duo. But I will say, I think that for me, the hero product is a retinol peptide booster. And wait, can I say one last thing? Yeah. 
I am a dermatologist. You have to say it. <laughs> so we are launching with a um, UV daily defense lotion, um, which is essentially, you know, it's a sunscreen, but it is so much more than a sunscreen. It, you know, it is, you know, it's mineral based, which is something I believe strongly in is really just safer and, and less likely, you know, for, for really for most people to develop and provoke allergies and irritation. Uh, they are, we, you know, we want our, our zinc to be non Sanitized, so there aren't these other absorption issues, you know, with it. Um, and some of the impacts that those mineral-based sunscreens can actually have on, on um, you know, on your endocrine organs. But essentially, we have this coupled with blue light protectors, because honestly, at this point, you know, so many of us, you know, with the pandemic, we stay indoors, we're always on, you know, phones or devices. And that blue light insult is really something that will and can age the skin. So we have blue light protectors in there. And it's just something that like, it feels and looks good. It's really moisturizing. So I, I have to say, I just, I have those two hero products. But you cannot extract the importance of NAD, which is in you know many of our of our products, to this whole central idea of how do we how do we really support the metabolic function of your skin? Yeah, you mentioned you know we obviously talk about skincare really a lot of the time in regards to like aging and things of that nature. But obviously, acne is something that unfortunately a lot of people suffer for. I'm curious, would this system be beneficial for someone who suffers from acne and and the supplement with that sort of help with that um, skincare condition as well? So let me answer that two ways. The first is to really know if it will benefit from acne, which is absolutely something that we have seen. This is where I can't escape my, you know, my past and my backbone as a physician and a scientist to really know you have to do a well-designed study to actually look at what those benefits are. I can answer it from the other perspective to, you know, from the standpoint of does our product line have agents in it and ingredients in it that will help support your skin while reducing inflammatory drive and inflammation. That's actually very critical for aging because we talked about how inflammation acts as a stressor. So, so, you know, for example, like our night cream, um, actually almost everything in our line, but really heavily embedded into that night cream are agents that are known to reduce inflammation, you know, in the skin. And so will it help with acne along with retinols? You know, we talked about that retinoids, that class of, of medications that are really focused on vitamin A, reduce the overactivity and production of your sebaceous glands. They refine pores. You know, that's why people use it, right? Not for not just acne, but for um, even for 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 wrinkles, uh, and if you get blackheads and and all of those like comedonal acne, retinoids are wonderful. So you know, using our line should support that. It is defit, like it, it, I designed our topical line with many different skin conditions in mind. Uh, so. That being said, we really would have to go back and do a well-designed trial to compare our what like we're doing actually with our more cosmetic claims um, and to investigate the impact on wrinkles and dispigmentation, which we've already seen, you know, some improvement, you know, with our just with our lotion, our energizing AM lotion alone, that it improves radiance and um dispigmentation or discoloration, refines, you know, fine lines. Uh, but and that's with one thing. This was meant to be used as a system. So we're waiting for some of that additional data to come in now with our, our clinical trial of the nighttime duo, which is the PM um, cream and the 
um, and the, the retinol peptide booster. So, and I think that that is, uh, something that, you know, somebody with acne, and as we've seen as our, we've all used our own products, you know, for a while before we kind of launched with them. I think one of the comments from, um, somebody was that I can't believe my acne went away in like two weeks and the discoloration that came along with it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Um, let's talk about the brand and the aesthetic. I'm curious, firstly, why Aramore? And then talk to me about the the concept or the vision behind um the brand's style. Well, so you know, we wanted a you know, as you touched on, there is a there's a term that we use very frequently, which you know, internally and even kind of in our marketing, which is future proofing, right? So we wanted you know to give the concept of something that was not just really scientific, but something that also was scientific, inspired by nature, and really focused on this idea of you know, kind of of advancement. And Aramore just had you know again this this sense of of lightness but real i think idea that invoked i should say you know a feeling that there was something kind of light and airy but really also concrete and fundamental to to um how you know what we were trying to achieve uh which is which is skin health so and it just you know it's got an easy tone and ring to it i'm sure there's more into the the science of that uh we initially actually looked at names that were a bit more um maybe like nerdy, kind of like Latin for, you know, like future or truth, things like that. But we I know we're all trying to come up with these, like, cause you know, these new names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a real, I mean, it's like a whole industry in and of itself. And so yeah, I will give totally. credit to our marketing team that I think that is, it was a name that many people for whatever reason, just it resonated with them in terms of what our goals were. Right. So that's the first thing in terms of our, just our packaging. And again, it's that same concept that we wanted something simple. We wanted something that was sustainable, right? And so all of our packaging, you know, is sustainable. We have these little reef, you know, like inserts that you can use so that we're having the least impact. We want glass containers. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of plastics or microplastics. I've been I've been, you know, kind of fighting that battle in the, you know, behind the scenes in other ways in my 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 life. And I think um that is something that everybody on the team also I felt pretty strongly about. And we, I think the green, you know, color is as simple as it is, just embodies everything we think about, right? Like the beautiful green. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a beautiful green. It's very elegant, right? And so very elegant. It, you know, it's an elegant system with a really fundamental approach. And there's something so, you know, natural and earthy about that color that uh again really resonates with the tenants of our, of our company. Yeah. I love that. Um, is there anything you would go back and do differently in hindsight? Uh, you can make it maybe even in your entire career, but, or since the inception of the brand. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the one thing I will say is that this is just the beginning for us. So, you know, there are, as you're creating these things, you realize any, any topical formulation, the supplement. I mean, I think, I think, you know, quite frankly, not to pat ourselves too much on, you know, the back, but I will say, I think we did a lot of things right, right off the bat, but that's actually because we took time. I mean, this was not something we developed over like five days. We brought in the most 
you know, I know the team is incredible. The team is unbelievable, right? It's all experts in their field of stem cell biology, skin stem cell biology. You know, when you really compare to other, I'm not going to name brands, but I will say, look closely. Most of those people, I actually saw something online that was like, who are the best dermatologists in the country or whatever. And the top five people, they were all cosmetic names of skin scare lines. Not one of them was actually a dermatologist. Really? I mean, yeah, one's a researcher, not not a skin doctor. Um, one was is is like a rehab medicine specialist and what you know, any number of things. And again, I'll stop there. But I will say that none of them were actually dermatologists, but it, the, the title was who are the best five dermatologists in the country? So what I will say is where we went right is we took experts in clinical medicine as well as each of the specific sciences. And each of us have our own network of people that we, you know, that Stephen um, and our group really brought in as advisors to say, what are we going to tackle with this? Understanding that this is the beginning and we are only going to grow in our innovation platform. Like, how can we make NAD better? How can we focus more on cellular metabolism? What other opportunities are out there to improve skin health? You know, one of the other things that I'm really passionate about um, is actually patients undergoing radiation therapy for for uh you know for cancer usually but there are actually other things that you can be exposed to radiation through even cardiac procedures and they develop these long both acute and long-term problems with their with their skin and so you know one you know thing that I brought up to our team was, should we start to go after this? Like, how can we use what we have to build something that would benefit these, these, this patient population, right? So we are with, we, we really try to build and innovate on those, those fundamental building blocks. And I think that's one thing where we are, you know, is it really doing a redo? No, but is it tailoring it and trying to innovate so that we can bring even a better, you know, something that would be, you know, deliver a really substantive benefit to individuals. Uh, and that's just one of the many things we've talked about. You know, the only other thing that I would say is you have to start somewhere. And as you do, you realize like there are some things that could be for, you were even seeing this in our own internal trials. You know, there's some groups that benefit tremendously from just one product alone, whereas other, you know, individuals might want a little bit more hydration. It's influenced by their climate, by their age, by their skin type. And while we deal with fundamental building blocks, so, you know, really there is improvement in all ways. You learn how to, uh, focus in then on ways to make these products more useful for that, you know, whichever population you're talking about. So that's something that we're also um, looking at. But the beauty of, of, of cellular science, right, is that everybody's got those cells and they have certain needs. So it's really, again, it's kind of comprehensive in that sense as well. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self? You know, I would say, don't be afraid to take chances because the more chances that I've taken and really at times going out on a complete limb, the, the more I have reinforced my passion for the things that I do and having, I think having passion really is what guides a beautiful life. 
So, and I mean that both in my professional life and my personal life, I have made a lot of moves that I think most people, like I said, like I never thought I'd be a dermatologist. That's for sure. I knew I'd be a doctor, but I didn't think I'd be a dermatologist. And that doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but to me, it was a huge leap of faith. Um, Even in, you know, the, the the friendships and and personal aspects of my life. There are a lot of wacky things that I've done where it has had a huge impact on my overall outlook and well-being and some of the most, you know, fun that I've had. So don't be afraid of risks because everything is a journey, right? So take those risks. I, I love that. For my final question, you touched on this a little bit, but what's next for for yourself and Aramore? So, you know, for myself, I I am really, I'm building up, you know, a program now to, in my kind of professional life, to really work on aspects of overall, again, skin and like neural health. So that's where I'm putting a lot of, you know, some of my time and energy, I should say. And with respect to Aramore, which actually ties beautifully into it, because, you know, as we're getting into these different areas of Aramore, of, of the, you know, of our next formulations for Aramore, the cosmetic line, but also into these other indications where we may be able to have an impact, even from like a more clinical kind of potentially far, more pharmaceutical sense, Um you know, we are innovating not just in cellular metabolism and NAD, but we're trying to innovate on, you know, in peptide chemistry. We're also trying to innovate on delivery technology, because that's one thing we didn't even really touch on the fact of what an amazingly wicked, that you're hearing a little bit of Boston come out. I was going to say, you know, the, the amazing barrier right, that the skin is and why penetration to the skin and delivery of molecules, um, how that can really influence how, like you can have a successful molecule, but if you can't get it to the right cell types, it literally doesn't matter, right? If it's just going to sit on your skin and not really get to where it needs to be. So we are working on different aspects of that, that I think will have a huge influence on not just our own products, but hopefully really the field. And then the broader, you know, conversation, as I said, of how do we really support this idea of longevity, right? And longevity science, changing that conversation about what is beauty, what are realistic and unrealistic expectations. And that is something before Aramore, not only did I never think I would be part of, but it's not something that I even thought would happen. But I feel so fortunate uh, to just work with this amazing team of like-minded people, but all with their respective different talents and expertise. You know, I really believe that we're going to be able to do this. And I'm excited, not just for me, you know, and because I want to age well too, right? But I'm excited <laughs> for all of our, our, you know, all the people out there who hopefully will benefit from this change in conversation. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, super exciting. Well, thank you so, so much for for joining me today. It was wonderful having you on the show. For anyone listening who wants to find out more information on yourself and Aramore, where can I direct them? Um, so I think we have our website is probably the best place to start with. We have multiple resources for contacting, you know, us there. You can learn a lot. We actually have a blog. We have a lot of information about the science. Um, as our clinical trials are rolling out, we'll have, you know, additional data there, but really a tremendous amount of resource, again, dedicated to this concept of education about what is longevity science and why is it important or should it be important to you? Thank you so much. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe to all future episodes. For show notes and resources mentioned, go to glamandgrow.co. This show is produced by Wavebreak. If you're an e-commerce marketing leader who wants to take your email and CRM program to the next level, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call.